Why do we fall? So we can get back up again. Welcome back to today's episode where we're going to be examining Batman from the Dark Knight trilogy. And specifically, we're going to be looking at three of his most powerful personality traits that we can draw lessons from to become more attractive to women, but also to develop our lives further. Now, the three areas that I'm going to be looking at are firstly that he manages to compartmentalise his life, which is going to save him a hell of a lot of emotional energy. Second of all is that he turned his biggest fear into his biggest strength and then actually into a symbol, which again is fascinating. And finally is the fact that he flies solo. And in the last one, I'm going to be discussing the difference between meeting women by yourself um, and waiting for win men because there's pros and cons to each one. But let's just uh, start with the first one, which is the fact that he managed to compartmentalize his life. Now, obviously in the, in the, TV, in the film, he's um, Bruce Wayne, but he's also Batman. And they don't really mix. So when he's Bruce Wayne, he's Bruce Wayne. And when he's Batman, he's Batman. And I find that really interesting because how many of us in our lives typically... When we leave work, we still have work on our mind. And then that comes across when we start talking to women, we instantly start talking about work because we're in work mode. And then there's the ones of us that train a lot at the gym and build a life around it. You know, you're in physically good condition. So it's, it's obvious that, you know, you work out and that, you, you know, you're physically big and strong. Yet we don't compartmentalize that area of our life. And it tends to bleed into other areas. And we find ourselves talking about it with people that don't really care and aren't really interested. And specifically, I find this with, with um, guys and girls all the time. It's like we we let other areas of our life that are irrelevant get in the way. So what I found is that if we can compartmentalize our life by planning to say, okay, that's the time I'm going to go to the gym. That's the time I'm going to read about it. You know, I'm at work during these hours and then leaving it there. And what that allows you to do, it allows you to compartmentalize each area of your life. So A, you give that area your full focus um, and B, you don't let it, you know, affect the other areas of your life. I've certainly found that um, going one level deeper with this is that when we are able to, um, you know, block out different sections of our day and of our life, it's it's helped me personally to not get so overwhelmed with life. Because if you look at your day and you've got all these different things ahead of you, it's like, oh my God, I've got, there's so much to do today. But if you're like, okay, let's just block this out. So I'm going to do this there. I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to look at anything until this period here. And what it begins to do is like relax your mind and just allows you to focus at the task in hand. So I've certainly found that um, compartmentalizing your life is a real attribute that allows you to just relax when you're doing your task. But also, um, more importantly, when you're meeting women, you don't just have to talk about the fact that you've just been to the gym or you've just finished work. So putting um, like a solid boundary in place, I found to be you know hugely beneficial. Now, the second attribute I want to discuss is the fact that he managed to turn his biggest fear into his biggest strength and then made it a symbol. And actually, the Batman symbol became a beacon of hope for everyone else. So putting that into perspective, he's taken a fear that he had, that he really struggled with, and he overcame it and then decided that that fear, he then wanted to, you know, create hope for everyone else in the world. And that is, um, I think, unbelievably interesting. Um, I mean, when I when I set up social attraction, one of the things that um, I wanted to do was to create a logo that I put all of the virtues from my coaching in so that, you know, people could wear it with pride. And I decided to get that logo made into a lapel badge, which is, is basically a little badge that goes onto your blazer or your jacket. And I found that when I was able to do that, you know, per, from my perspective, I just thought it was nice that, you know, to give something, you know, um, give someone something that actually exists. 
But what I found is that when people started wearing them, they actually started to um, use a lot of the, the virtues and the attributes that I coach on my courses. It's almost like um, a reminder. And it's almost like, you know, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to live up to the expectations of the social attraction community. And I found that to be, you know, extremely interesting because obviously it was almost like kind of a byproduct. Because when I actually first launched Social Attraction, the reason why I did it is because when I had my car accident, there was no community, there was no company there that I could just join and pick up the virtues. I mean, you can see this in religions like, you know, Buddhism, Taoism, you know, they, they each have their different virtues that you can buy into. But I think specifically in the Western world, we are becoming less religious. And I find that interesting as well. But, you know, having something that I managed to create that had, you know, virtues attached to it, I found that really interesting. And it's not just limited to, to something for me and for social attraction. It's something that you can all do. You know, if you look at any myth mythological creatures, for example, owls, they're known to be wise. But what you can do is select a virtue that you like and find a symbol for it. And then you can wear it or you can stick it up on your wall. Or if you like, you can have it tattooed on you. But the point is to have some kind of constant reminder about what your virtue is that you're aspiring to be like. And if it originally came from a fear of something and then you've created it into a strength, it's even more powerful. And then, you know, obviously when you're talking to women and they see the symbol, you can be a little bit flirty at the start and obviously not tell them what it is because, you know, being mysterious is attractive. But, you know, as you get to know people, you can share with them the reason why you have it. And that shows a lot of depth of character and it shows overcoming adversity. It just shows a lot of, you know, truly inspirational attributes of your personality. So I certainly found the, the Batman symbol and obviously symbology um, fascinating. And it, as I say, it's not it's not just linked to me. It's linked to anyone that, you know, wants to pick out a symbol and, and use it to better their lives. Now, on to the final one, uh, which is the fact that he flies solo. Now, this is um, a really interesting thing to discuss because I'm asked all the time about whether you should meet women by yourself or whether you should go out with groups or you know, a lot of people say, oh, I just need a decent wingman. And what I found um, interesting, I mean, first of all, Batman has his behind um, the scenes team, you know, like Alfred and the guy that helps him create all the machines, um, who's played by Morgan Freeman. But um, what I'm getting at here is like, Batman didn't wait for like, a, you know, a group of other people. He didn't wait for wingman. He went out there and he did it himself. And there's a certain amount of power where you just say to yourself, look, I want to go and meet more women you know, forget about everyone else. Forget if, you know, John's coming out tonight or if I'm meeting him at eight o'clock. You know, make a decision that, you know what, I don't need anyone else. I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet women myself. I don't need anyone else. And guess what? When you do that, you, you are instantly taking control of your life. So there's a certain power that just comes with taking action, saying, no, I'm going to do it by myself. Um, obviously, the, the benefits of having a wingman is that you've got someone there to keep your energy up. And, you know, I certainly say if you are with a wingman, there's two great questions to ask each other after you've approached um, every single girl. Firstly, what did you do right? And secondly, what could you add? And ideally, you want to answer these as quick as possible. You don't really want to have any negative energy there. As soon as you've answered them, you move on and you can go and interact with new women. But the point is to just not let it get you down. But just going a bit further onto, you know, the difference between being by yourself and being in a group. I can certainly say that I am definitely influenced when I'm in a group as opposed to being by myself. And, you know, when I'm in a group, there's all obviously a group dynamic. And if that group dynamic is one that doesn't approach women and, and doesn't go and talk to them, you're typically you're going to stick within that group and you're not going to go outside their social parameters. 
and you know obviously i have set up a group of social attraction and one of the great things about that is that it's a community based around you know becoming more attractive to women so the guys there are all involved with meeting and approaching women all the time so what i'm saying is that if you're going to have a wingman or a wing group you want to make sure that you set up the environment correctly and it's not just, you know, someone that you know through someone else who's kind of interested in it. You want it to be, you know, a group of people that all want to come together and all want to learn. Um, following on from this as well, um, just an interesting learning lesson for myself is that, um, you know, when we go into clothes shops and the girl in the store says to you, you know, how's your day been so far? Most of us say, yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been OK. And then we carry on looking around the shop and we actually miss an incredible opportunity to have a conversation. So, you know, next time you are walking into a store or if you, you know, if you're anxious about meeting women and you just want to start the very first step, just go to a few clothes stores um, that have got attractive women in. And when they say, oh, how, you know, how are you today? What have you been up to? Rather than saying, you know, I've been great, go, oh, well, actually, you know, today I've done this and then I'm looking at doing this later and start a conversation. And that is certainly one thing that you can do, you know, as you're listening to this today. It's a directed action that you can take by yourself where you don't need a wingman, where you can actually go out and, you know, start meeting women immediately. Uh, I just wanted to have one final discussion about wingmen because there's been some uh, chaos uh, when people talk about wingmen because it's like, you know, well, I approached that girl first, so that's my girl. And, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have hit on her. And over the years, we've, we've tried loads of different strategies for actually how to manage and how to be a good wingman from, you know, for example, when you're winging someone, pretend he's your million pound client, you know, and you want to be doing everything right for him. But what I've learned over the years is that I think we all just need to man up a little bit. You know, if you're talking to a girl and she finds your friend more attractive or someone else in the bar, because it doesn't really matter whether it's your friend or someone else, then so be it. You know, you don't need to be start getting upset and start complaining about it because what does it say about you? It shows that you're not calm. You're not well together. You know, this guy and this girl may end up getting married. So who are we to, you know, stand in the way? Because what we were talking to her first. So I think there's a certain amount of trying to become less fragile. And, you know, if you are having a conversation with a girl and she leaves you and goes on to someone else, then so be it. There's always a lesson learned and there's something else that you can do. And similarly, you know, if you're talking to a girl on a night out and, you know, there's another girl that you prefer to talk to, don't feel bad about ending the conversation and putting your attention on onto talking to someone else. I mean, we, we all only have a limited amount of time. So to conclude this episode, we've talked about three things. Firstly, we've talked about the benefit of compartmentalizing your life to save energy and also to block off segments so that when we do meet women, we're in a much more relaxed state to put across our, you know, a better first impression. Secondly, we've looked at turning our biggest fear into our biggest strength and then into a symbol and actually physically owning something or having something that, you know, we can um, aspire to be like. And finally, we've talked about the fact that Batman flies solo and the differences between meeting women by yourself and meeting them with wingmen. Now, I'd just like to conclude this episode by saying, what can we fall at today so that we can get back up again tomorrow? Thank <laughs> you.